Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from Talks Sport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me as ever, Steve Harmson. Looking back at all the action from day three at the SCG, the fourth Ashes test. Johnny Bairstow is back. And uh, we will be discussing that and plenty more. You're listening to Following On. So if you're listening to the show, you no doubt know by now, uh, England ended it as they started it. Batting, 13 without loss. It became 258 for seven at stump. So still 158 runs behind. But when they were 36 for four on the stroke of lunch, there was the spectre of being bowled out not once but twice in the day. Uh, surely Australia would have been forced to follow on if they'd struggled to make 150 with the forecast for rain on days four and five. We'll never find out whether that uh, would have eventuated. And the reason for that, Stokes smashed 66 despite green smashing his off stump the bail refusing to uh, move um and then uh, mark wood joined in the merry fun with 39 uh, in and amongst that though the story of the day johnny bairstow century number seven for england 103 not out at stumps carving patrick cummins away for four in the final over so it wasn't kawaja yesterday who was steve war it was johnny bairstow today we should have realized Either way, plenty to discuss on an upbeat following on as uh, myself and Steve Harmison will look back at all the action. Story of the day. So, Harmy, what a day, eh? And, uh, well, we haven't heard from Bearstow yet, but I just mentioned it on Talk Sports Breakfast Show. wonder if he's going to be a bit happier than the last time he scored a century when he pretty much rounded on the dressing room and the selectors back in Colombo in 2018. Uh, that was joyous, wasn't it? Joyous to finally have something to celebrate on the following on podcast. It was, because at two o'clock this morning, I think you're going to have to take the shoelaces out of me, <laughs> out of me shoes, because I was gone. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I really can't go and put a set of headphones on and talk about the cricket anymore. <laughs> 71 balls for one run. 
you know, 36 for 36 for two, 36 for three, uh-oh, 36 for four. Here we go again. Then all of a sudden, I'm so pleased for Johnny. I really am. I've, You know me, I've got to say, I've always had a soft spot for Johnny. Um, I thought he was harshly de- dealt with all him yeah, a few years ago when uh, Joss Butler took the gloves off him. I think him, Mo and Ali, Stuart Broad in recent times have been messed about a bit, messed about with so much by the England selectors or the selection panel that their undoubted talent always comes through and shows. Uh, and Johnny was, I thought Johnny was brilliant today. I thought the way he played Nathan Lyon was why he's got 100. Nathan Lyon bowled over the wicket right from the start. He's had England batsmen in trouble for the majority of the time. And he swept him, bang, four. Nathan Lyon was like, oh, I'm not so sure this is going to be the right course of action. It's not spinning much. So again, again, he went to the sweep again. So to negate the sweep, he's gone round the wicket. And I think as soon as he went round the wicket, Johnny thought, right, I've got him. I've got him where I want him. Started milking him. And then all of a sudden he, he took him on. And in the end, Pat Cummins, I think we've seen the first sign of, of cracking of Pat Cummins as captain. See, Boland off the field, Lyon, not being able to to sort of hold an end up um, and Bairstow and, and Stokes, Grimish and Stokes, maybe it's the last time we've seen Ben Stokes um, in, in, on a cricket field for the foreseeable future. I really can't see the point of playing him at Hobart um, and he'll not go to the Caribbean if he's got an intercostal tear. So he, I think he was out there to fight for his team and he, I thought Stokes and Bairstow in that middle session um, really brought the game back into, it was never going to be any advantage for England, but the following on got closer and closer. And then all of a sudden, you know, they were, they were in a position to avoid the follow on. And then that makes Australia, if they want to try and win 5 0, make the rest of the test match and try and set up a game, possibly day five, when there's potentially a little bit of rain around. Yeah, I think it brings a draw really uh, back into the equation because Australia batted so slowly, didn't they? Um, and uh, possibly were expecting a little bit more assistance from the pitch today. Mm. But truth be told, there was vast periods of yesterday and the, and the first day where the ball, well, not so much the first day, but yesterday where the ball wasn't doing a great deal. ball wasn't doing much today. You know, after that initial spell, um, the ball got flatter. And England got a bit of luck as well. This is the thing. The luck came back England's way today. I think Australia must have dropped more catches today than they have done in the entire series. Uh, Hamid was dropped on two by Carey, whose position is going to be under real scrutiny. Tough chance by Harris at short leg. I'd say yeah. 10% chance. Uh, Zach Crawley went on seven. Um, Stokes was uh, dropped in his follow-through by Pat Cummins on nine. And then there was that moment when Stokes on 16, shouldering arms, Cameron Green smashing off stump. The bail didn't come off. And then uh, was it Paul Rifle giving him out leg before Paul, wicket? After I, about, I can understand. Yeah. I, I, I can understand it. but I can understand him giving him out. There was a massive deviation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a noise. I mean, I immediately thought it hit the stumps. But, you know, I'm watching on TV. He's there. Um and so you know there were there were there were some moments that went England's way today, moments that just have been non-existent in the series so far. But let's just go back to that horror start. You say at two a.m. you were, you'd had enough, and 
I, I'll admit to the following our listeners on day one of this test, I was just thinking, what do you talk about? I mean, this series has been different from the one four years ago where literally it was okay. Cook scored all those runs at Melbourne, but it, that was one of the most boring tests I've ever seen in my life mm. because the pitch is so flat, but essentially four of the five tests were just exactly the same England bowling at 80 miles an hour and Steve Smith scoring runs. Right. And the MCG was just Alistair Cook also scored runs. It was so tedious an Ashes series. This one's been very different because it's been so horrific, but it does mm. get to the point where you're like, well, what more can you say? Australia are clearly the better side. England are down on their luck, down on their form, down on their fitness. They've, they've been beaten. But then today comes along and you think, well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, the, the, the Boland was off the field for much of the day. The ball was really flat and... Uh, really soft and the you know the, the pitch is flat for much of it but boy was it enjoyable because what happened is what should have happened at Melbourne England came out and they targeted a couple of bowlers they should have done it two tests ago they should have targeted Stark um, they should have targeted somebody but we saw them target it today possibly because Stokes is injured and he knows this is his final inning, innings probably maybe second innings as well and Bairstow joined in when Stokes, Stokes took the lead um, and and Bairstow was canny as well because there was a period where he just thought sod it I'm going to play white ball stuff targeted line in the manner you described but then he realised hang on I've got a century here and he slowed right down and it's thanks to Mark Wood that I think he got there well I, I think he deserves a pint because he took all the pressure off Bairstow and did you notice when he walked off the field he apologised to Bairstow yeah, well, I think he apologised to Bairstow because he, he was wanting to be there. They're quite good mates, these two. I think they're, they're quite close in the change rooms. I think the closest ally Bairstow's had in the change rooms for a while is is Mark Wood, and he played a gem of an innings. You know, the first, you know, he was, he, he was always going to play shots because the, the areas that the target, the target, and you're not quite, you know, good enough to get out the way of it. The idea is then to hit it. I've been there many, many times as a tail ender. You're thinking, if I, if I'm standing up and tall in my stance, I'm not quick. This is too quick to get out the way of. So I might as well have a go at it. Um, and if it's going to hit us, it's going to hit as me having a swing for it. And he three times he came off. He went to the boundary for for six, built some confidence and put pressure back onto back onto Pat Cummins. But what it did was it allowed Bestow to then play an innings, which Australia stopped really targeting Bestow. They started targeting Wood. And then it came into Bestow's hands, really, because then there was a less catcher. Player, players went onto the boundary, trying to sort of stop Johnny's big shot, but then Johnny could ease into, you know, through the gears yeah, at will whenever he needed to do it. But, you know, again, I keep harping onto it. We've got to, we've got to touch on it. That top of the order, it is, it's borderline embarrassing. Wow. I mean, Mr. Ball, I mean, Mr. Ball, which, look, I tell you what, if I'd walked off number 11 and I'd missed that, I'd played that shot. That was a number 11 shot. Yeah. Sorry, it was a number 11 shot. You know what? I'm not gonna, it, I don't want to stick was. the boot into it. It was a bit it was like, a number um, 10 or number 11 shot. Uh, it reminds me a bit. Remember when Devin Malcolm used to miss the ball by yeah. about half a foot and he'd hold his pose and you could see him like looking around going, oh, how's number that? that is like Dev that? couldn't see. Dev, <laughs> Dev's eyes weren't the greatest. Big fella couldn't see. Yeah, I love Dev to bits and still play cricket with him now. 
And Dev's yeah, eyes De- are probably better was, now. Than, and Dev was a number 11 batsman. Number 11, yeah. But Dev, Dev's eyes are better now than they ever were when, the, <laughs> when he played. And he's, in, he's nearly in his 60s. But Dev would have been gutted to play a shot like that. So, I, I, and then I, Crowley, the I technique of Crowley. I texted you. I mean, you talk about the, the golf. There's, it's, it's horrible. I said it on air. I've said it a few times. But Hamid looks so far short yeah. of what England needs. Or an opening batsman. <laughs> I mean, it's actually horrible. England have, have dropped the wrong opener and they've set themselves up for a real, real sticky situation going to the Tasmania test because Hamid cannot play in that test. No, match. he can't. Well, um, we said that a couple of weeks then, ago, though. We did yeah, yeah, say we that did. a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. We're not being wise after the event. Yeah. Crawley, again, you know, anyone looks good when they smash a cover drive, but he was set up. I mean, he was set mm. up by by um, Stark and again he missed the ball by a distance I think Crawley was, Crawley looks a player a, but he does I, but it was I, a good ball that it was a good ball that came through the came through the gear yeah, yeah, it nipped yeah. back yeah, 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 it's good. I've, this technique I've, of being outside of stumps and it's it, I don't know who has told them this I really don't honestly I've got no idea who it is whether it's Graham Thorpe Paul Collingwood Chris Silverwood batting on off stump it just doesn't, it's not working. I'm sorry. Ali Pope look fidgety. You know, the Zach Crawley, the, Hamid himself, he's gone back to bat and on middle and leg. That's why he got bowled. But this off stump, this, this lock of picking your bat up high, Stan Lawrence standing on off stump and then triggering moving. Your head then is outside off stump. And then anything you miss on the inside, you're out. LBW, bang, with DRS. There you go. You know, it's to alleviate. English pitches, possibly, but you're not playing in England. You're not being able to access the ball outside of stump, you know, the cut shot. Yeah, and that's a, a back foot punch. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. And when your movements aren't right, Hamid's movements is, is well, it was poor. He, he move, he's moving as the ball's let go. He needs to go either, you know, really, really early or just stand still. There's too many moving parts. And then, you know, I say Zach Crowley, he, his head's fallen over a little bit. His foot's pointing towards extra cover. He's trying to hit the ball to mid on, uh, you know, straight back past the stumps. And the only way you can get to the ball from a from your bat point of view, when your foot's planted like that, is if you move your leg out of the way, which is basically straightening it. And that's what he did. He straightened his leg, let the ball come through, and he's missed it on the inside, bold. Now, if, if he's on off stump, and he's, he's sorry, his head's on off stump, Stands on middle and leg and comes down the pitch. He covers that, not a problem. It, it, it's no, it, and it's not rocket science. You just got this one in the dressing room. He stands there on sort of middle, middle, and le- middle, middle and leg. He has a little trigger back and he needs to come forward. Now that trigger's out of sync at this minute in time, but he scored 1,700 runs in, 2000, in, in 2021. And that's a captain, Joe Root. He can access the ball outside of stump. His leg's in the right place. His head's in the right place. And if the ball's short and wide, he's in a position to cut it. That, for me, it, it's not rocket science. Whoever's telling him these about the technique, it's the miles away. Sorry, top, top bowlers. Just see and just exploit that every single day of the week. And they have done. And uh, Root's dismissal. I mean, if you, it seemed like... Poor shot. It was a poor shot, wasn't it? But do you think that there was a mentality? To, if you look at Hamid on the drive, Crawley on the drive, Root on the cut, Milan down the leg side, um, 
Stokes came out, played Stokes's way. You know, Wood came out and hit the ball, hit you know, hit the ball around. Bearstow too, although he took his lead. Do you think there was a mentality that England were going to go out and play their shots today? Well, it's irrelevant whether they were going out. Mentality was going out to play their shots. Their techniques weren't good enough to to withstand what was going on. I sound like Jeffrey Boycott here in technique and technique. Their techniques weren't good enough. That's it. Whether they had the mindset, you can have every mindset and you want, but if you come out, you come out as a right hander batting like a left-hander you're not going to last that long in international cricket and that's what's that's what's happened the only one's technique is right is Joe's and Joe's just put a poor shot that's it scramble brain watching everything go around him he faced seven balls six balls before that and the ball quite well to him ball tight to into off stump covered it nicely he thought he had a bit of width and instead of going sort of horizontal bat he's gone sort of three-quarter he's gone 45 degree batting and played it another ball, nicked another ball. That this is what we are seven innings in, seven innings into the into the ashes, and I think four times, possibly five times, Joe will go away and think I shouldn't have played it. That I didn't need to play it. That that was a that was a poor misjudgment. So from that point of view, the weight of the world is on his shoulders. So you can say yes, they were trying to be aggressive. Stokes is aggressive because of his body. Bestow earned the right to be aggressive. Wood, he's a number eight, number nine batsman. He's always going to be aggressive. Top top four, they can say they, they want to be proactive. They can say they want to be aggressive. But you've, your, techni- your technique's got to be spot on and you've got to be able to build to earn the right to hit to be positive and hit the ball. And that wasn't good enough. So Bearstow and Broad have answered the critics, haven't they? So they're in the test first test for the West Indies. They're in it, aren't they? Um, yes and no. Yes, Bearstow. Now, I probably wouldn't have took him before he got this 100. I was of the opinion, and me and Butch have disagreed a little bit in, in the studios at BT. I would try and leave, I would leave as many as these lot as I can out. I think they're, a do lot know, of them are brand. Do you know the last time England won a series in West Indies? Yeah, 2004. That was our series. Yeah. Um, so it's, again... You know, Stuart Broad came out last night and he was kind of being a bit, I mean, you know, he's basically saying, pick me. But everyone's going, oh, yeah, he's, he's right. You know, you've just got to concentrate on the test in front of you and then worry about the rest after. So you disagree with that, do you think? The only reason I disagree with it is because of the noises that have been coming out, the bubble situation. And you're going into another bubble situation. It's three a couple weeks of months there. I mean, look, a lot of these guys don't play... Bairstow would be a bit different, but Broad, if Broad doesn't play in West Indies, he's not playing till June. And yeah. he's just had two tests off. But I, I'm of the opinion that maybe this is the time where they, they look at Broad and Anderson and maybe leave them behind and give Joe a chance just, to go. And, they've just done Joe, that. I know you've said well, it. I don't they're still there, disagree. though. They're still, they're still there and they're still in the dressing room. They're still in the dressing room. They're still in the huddles. They're still in the hotels. They're still there. At some point, we've got to have a look at if we if we can play. Well, we just had a look. Anderson. We just had a look, and we just got absolutely with, batted at the Gabba. That's without it. That's without them around. That's what I mean. That's without them around. They're still around. They're still there. The, that what, the why I'm doing it is to have a look potentially at somebody else to see how Joe would go captain a team without them around at all, because we you know it's gonna it's gonna happen eventually. First test match of the summer against New Zealand. 
if you're asking for my team for that one, Broad and Anderson, Robinson and Wood, if Stokes is not fit. There's me four seamers. All four of them play. Play them in England. They're my best bowlers. Next week, go to Tasmania. Play Broad, Anderson, Robinson and Wood. First test match against New Zealand, Broad, Anderson, Robinson and Wood. But this this West Indies trip, I'd be careful on taking people that have been away for a hell of a long time from a bubble situation, yeah, making things a little bit worse. That's what I'd, I'd look at. I would have took Ben Stokes because he hadn't played for for a bit and for a while. Um, and he's then going to go on to to the uh, to the IPL. I wouldn't have took Butler, wouldn't have took Bairstow, but I think Bairstow has to go now. Probably wouldn't have took Milan, but a prob- he'll probably have to go now. I just wonder if England need to have a look at an overseas trip without the two greats in the group and see if Joe, if the group is different, if he manages it different, because at some point we're not going to have them. And I think end of this summer, we probably don't have Jimmy. Brody says he wants to carry on. Great. Then I, I think he can carry on. He made a good point. Jimmy averages 21 since since he was since his 35th birthday. Stuart's there now. So, but this is one that I would I would maybe he's had a look at on the flat surfaces in the in the West Indies. I would have potentially had a look at something like Mahmood to see if there's any sort of difference when we go away from home in in on flatter pitches. Because what we've seen on this surface, as well as we've bowled, and we've bowled beautifully, you know, we have bowled fantastically well in this in this series. But Broad, Anderson, areas they've hit, Robinson that they've hit, have caused problems. But Australia have just caused, you know, this yeah, 10 times more problems because it's it's the same areas, but 10 kilometers faster, you know, from a, a little bit of a taller height. These are the things that I think England could do with finding out what's next and who's next. And maybe the West Indies trip was one that I thought we might have a look at England without Broad and Anderson. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series 
in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Moment of the day. Well, there's um, there was a moment of the day today which possibly will be the moment where Joss Butler... Um, his international test career is is hanging by the thread a little bit. Now, we know Ash's tours, there's always got to be a full guy. Will it be Chris Silverwood as coach? Well, the fact that he didn't go with Bearstow, and Bearstow's just scored a century. He didn't go with Broad, and Broad's just taken a five for England. have just lost 3-0 with two to play. Might get away with this one in a draw when he's not there. Um, it's, looking, it's, looking, it's looking bleak for, for Chris Silverwood. Um, it's also looking bleak for Butler. You know, he scored two centuries in the same amount of test matches, more test matches than Jack Russell. Jack Russell hit two centuries in 54 tests. Butler's hit two centuries in 56. Yeah. He scores a duck. Bairstow scores 100. The man that basically took the gloves off and who ended up out the side. Bairstow's back in now. I think, uh, I th- I think now there's a time for Butler to to walk away and uh, concentrate on white ball cricket and be groomed to, to be the captain of the uh, the white ball team when Owen Morgan steps aside. But for a, from a test perspective, he's averaging 16. 16 in an Ashes series. His highest score was 39. Um, and he was dropped on naught. He would have got a pair in that match yeah. if Carey had gone for the catch and, and caught it. And considering he dropped one today, that's no given. But it's just not happening. And it hasn't happened for a long, long time. And if he, was a, if he was a batsman only, he'd be out the side. But the problem is he's a wicketkeeper and he's been dropping catches as well. So not only is he not scoring runs, he's costing the team costing the team's runs. He's not even getting noughts. He's getting minus hundreds, you know? So I think, unfortunately yeah. for Butler, he might smash a century in the second innings, but I think that's got to be it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you might be right. Um, you know my stance on on Joss, and I've been a critic of his. It's as if the team wants him to score runs. I think we it's all do. If, yeah, it's as if we the management do. want him to score runs. We all want him to score runs. Maybe I'm being harsh, looking at it this way. But if Johnny Bester had gone through a, a half a run as bad as what Joss Butler had. Johnny Besto would have been out of the team. Then yeah. folks probably would have been out of the team because I think we all see the undoubted natural talent of Joss Butler. I think maybe that's why they've tried to give him chance after chance. I don't see Joss returning. I don't see Chris Wokes. I don't think Chris Wokes returns away from home in Test Match Cricket. Um... Rory Burns might have just gotten a lifeline because I think yeah. if Asim Hamid had scored runs or Crowley had scored runs going into um, Hobart, I think Rory Burns might have been done for f- and moved on 
for somebody else. Um, so you're right. Casualties from Ashes are are normally spectacular. None more spectacular than than Butler. The points you make about Chris Silverwood, he he can't run away from. Whether the ECB have got enough to 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 move him on, can they afford to move him on? Can they do they have a ready-made replacement to come in? Is Ashley Giles then on offer because he appointed him in such a role which was probably virtually impossible by being you know, head selector, head coach, chief bottle watcher, the whole lot. And then apparently we're going to have a review which is going to be led by the people at the top who are basically going to mark their own homework. Mm. So that doesn't sit well with me at all. Not that I'm looking for a job with the ECB to be a review panel of what's happened in the ashes, because I think I see too many honest things for the ECB's liking. But if the ECB feel as though they can you know, bluff the way or you know, pull, pull the wool over many people's eyes who love the game of cricket in England, by Ashley Giles, good friend of mine, standing there on the side of Sydney, upset, rightly so, because things haven't gone right. And I understand all the COVID stuff. But when he said, I'll conduct the review, I'm going to look, you know, review what happened in the ashes. I'm afraid that's marking your own homework. And that's not good enough for me. And I don't want to sort of see this whole review system by bringing somebody else in from outside or anything like that because we should be man enough in this world to understand that we've made mistakes and we have not made little mistakes. We've made monu- We've had monumental mistakes on this Ashes trip. I actually think today was the first time things went for us mm. in the, since we left the British Isles. Yeah. It's the first time in, the, in that middle session, because the first session, yeah, yeah look, at, look at David Milan. How's your England tour? We've, 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 set, a, we've set a field. The Marnus Labashin and Steve Smith, leg slip, leg slip. This is how we're going to get him out. And the first ball, Australia put a leg slip into any one of our batsmen. We get a glove on it down leg side and he gets caught. So I was thinking, here's a way again. Yeah. But then in the afternoon session, it, it went our way a bit. But there's too many, there's too much not gone right for this trip to hide behind the fact that the COVID world and our preparation wasn't good enough. I think we've got to have a look at the top and think, is this working? The, the Silverwood selection panel is just not working at all. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, Harmy, what's going to happen? You got it wrong again. What's going to happen? Did... Two and two. Not in yeah. for two. So um, if you can tip uh, Australia's day on day four, that'd be great. I did get it wrong, but I think if Stokes's bills had a fall, fallen off, I might yeah. have got it right. Yeah, I might have just quite got it. I might have got it right, but I think Australia will come out wanting to. I think Australia want to try and win five nil, which gives England a chance. Because if England can come in and what are the 158 behind, they can get another 60 from here, 90 runs behind, come out all guns blazing, and Australia go for to try and set a total then England might have a, a way of getting a, a few early inroads and put Australia under pressure. But I still think this Australia side are far superior to England. I still think they'll win this test match, even if we have 
half a deer's run because if England England do get a do get eighty runs from here or seventy runs from here, I still think Australia will have time over the course of the next two days to get a 220, 230 run lead. And if it hadn't been for Ben Stokes' bail staying on, England wouldn't wouldn't have gotten anywhere near 250 in this you know, in this innings. So I think if they can get a 220, 230 lead, I think that might be enough to knock England over and go 4-0 up. Oh, well, we were pretty positive for 98% of the podcast. But uh, we shall see. We'll be back following day four at the SCG. Myself and Steve Palmerston. Thanks for listening to Following On. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.